Hello and welcome everyone to Over and Back, the FEA preview episode. Lots to get to. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. And you may say, Sam, you've had some podcasts. I have. I've had a few podcasts in the last couple months. They're just different. I'm in the studio by myself. The podcasts I've had guests on. If you haven't checked those podcasts out, please check them out. Obviously, they're on the the podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, You can find them on YouTube as well. Just search the Unintentional YouTube channel. You will see... I had Appleton North coach Chris Caledon. I had Oregon High School coach Chris Siebert on. I had Marshfield head coach Chris Fisher on. Yes, they're all named Chris. I had Johnny Kinzinger, the De Pere basketball player that is now at Illinois State. I had Kantu Knipple, the Duke commit at Wisconsin Lutheran. So if you missed any of those podcasts, any of those interviews, go check them out. Very, very, very informative. Very, very entertaining. But you're not here for that now. You're here for the FEA preview podcast. That's what you're here for. You want to know... Where these teams are going to stack up, where they are, where they're currently ranked in the power rankings. Uh, I tweeted out, they're on the website. I, I posted them a few days ago, theunintentional.com. You can see exactly one through 10, the power rankings going into the FEA season as it currently stands. So, like I said, you can check it on the website. I've got, I've got the rankings and I've got a little bit of a breakdown of each team, some longer than others, some more in depth than others. It's just reality. I know some of these teams and some of these players better than others. So, you can check that out. So, we're just going to go through the list, we're going to go through the rankings. We're going we're gonna to cover why I have them ranked where I have them ranked. Also want to give everyone a heads up. It's double podcast week. I have got Coach Chris Kellett and Coach Chris Siebert coming back tomorrow night. So I'm recording this right now on a Sunday afternoon. Packers has had a big win. So tomorrow night, Coach Kellett, Coach Siebert, and I are going to sit down. We're going to preview state basketball. We'll probably pre- preview Oregon's conference. We're going to preview the FEA again. We're just going to talk about some things. Uh, I told him, I I gave him a text yesterday. I said, we're going to wing the podcast Monday night, but I do want to put one topic on your radar, and I'll let you guys know what that is. That is youth basketball as it currently stands. I had the pleasure of watching some fifth grade and fourth grade basketball yesterday. Had a friend. He's got a fifth grader, so I I wanted to go watch because I haven't been around fifth grade basketball in a long-ass time. Brought back a lot, a lot of memories. But I feel like one thing has not changed over the last how many years it's been since my kids have been a fifth, in fifth grade. And that is daddy ball. And I wanted to, I'm, I want to get the opinion of two high school coaches that are involved in, you know, their youth basketball programs, how they handle certain things like playing time, kids just chucking up shots nonstop. We'll get it, we're going to get into it tomorrow night. So I just wanted to give everyone a, a little preview. So tomorrow night I'm going to have Coach Kelt, Coach Siebert on. We're going to talk about the state of Wisconsin basketball, mostly high school, but we are going to talk about youth basketball because I left the gym Saturday and I was like, this is a disaster. This is a fucking disaster. And I need to talk about, talk to some high school coaches about it just to get their opinions and their thoughts on where it kind of stands and what we can maybe, what can get better, what we can do to, to improve what I saw because what I saw was not great. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the FEA preview. Let's, we're going to start at 10. I'm going, I'm going to start at 10. We're going to go from 10, 10 to 1. 10 should be no shock. It is Appleton West. They lost their top six scorers from last year. It, it's as simple as that. Like, that is just as, as easy as it gets to pick the 10th ranked team in the FEA this year. It's Appleton West. Now, obviously, they're going to, kids are going to have to step up and play. Kids are going to have to score points for Appleton West. I just don't know who it is. And when you lose that much... You're, you're starting behind the eight ball. So Appleton West, plain and simple, it's number 10. I don't think anyone's going to argue with it. Number nine, 
another school, another name that is familiar with the bottom of the power rankings, Oshkosh West. They've got a, they've got senior Dylan Taylor, who I think is a very, very good basketball player, had a great junior year. He's going to be the one that kind of makes this team go. I, I don't think they probably have high expectations. I don't think they're, you know, thinking that they're going to be in the top of the FEA. It's it'll be it'll be a challenge for this team. It's it's again, it's it's pretty simple. I don't think anyone's gonna argue with Oshkosh West as number nine. I, I just don't think they have a whole lot. And again, this is one of those teams that I don't like there are kids that could come out of nowhere. That's I'm not as we know from last year, I'm not gonna be right about all of these teams. There are some teams that I know better, there are some players that I know better, there are a lot of players that I've seen play over the summer. There are some players that I haven't seen play over the summer. Like I don't think I've seen any Oshkosh West kids play over the summer. But they land at nine. Again, don't think there's much argument there. They're at nine in the power rankings. Moving on to number eight, Appleton East. The church is going to have his hands full this year. And for those of you that don't know, Joey LaChapelle's nickname is the church. I don't know if it's his real nickname yet. I'm hoping that becomes this, that becomes a thing. But <laughs> I've explained this to the to listeners before, but we might have some new listeners. So let's explain it again why I call Joey LaChapelle the church. Or me and my friend call him the church. We kind of came up with it together. He was referred to, his last name was pronounced as La Chapel. La Chapel, which is the church. So Joey LaChapelle's nickname to the podcast, to the unintentional, is the church. I think if I ever met Joey, I actually would probably call him the church. Because I really want the name to stick. Because I think it's hilarious. He's going to have his hands full this year. It's going to be tough for him. I love I love Joey's game. I watched him over the summer, and I feel like he has just gotten so much better from from when the FEA season ended last year. So I'm expecting Joey to do a lot of good things. He's he's a great a great basketball player. So I'm excited. I just don't know what the what the rest of Appleton East is. They lost both of their bigs in Tyson Kyle and Caleb Glazer, and I'm not sure how how that is replaced. Now Cade. Preston Giacomo shot really well last year, and I think he's going to get a lot of open looks because of the church's ability to get to the hole. But I just don't know what I don't know what else they have, and that's I think the church is going to have to do a lot of work, and I think a lot of teams are just going to basically throw everyone everything they have at him to shut him down, and we're going to have to see how the Appleton East role players kind of figure it out and kind of handle it. So I have Appleton East at eight, number seven, the defending. FEA champions, Fond du Lac. They lost player of the year, unintentional alum, Jamari A. Dalton, which is a huge, huge loss. And rather, instead of talking about things that I don't know about Fond du Lac, which is, Fond du Lac always is that team that I just don't know as much about. Let's talk about what we do know about Fond du Lac. They play hard. They are well coached. They can usually shoot it from outside. They play well as a team. And they're going to surprise people. And I hate that I have them seven, just like I hated having them towards the bottom last year because I just didn't know. And then they surprised everyone and won the FEA. Would I be surprised if they won the FEA this year? Yes, I would. Like, we knew Jamari A. Dalton last year. And maybe Riker Johnson makes a leap, another leap from, from his junior to senior year, and he becomes a like an, an all-conference type player. First team, second team, all-conference all type player. That could very well happen. But... I I've just got to I've I've got him I've got him in the middle to the bottom of the pack of the FEA right now. Let's move on to 6 cuz 6 is where it gets fun. This is this is where the tweets start happening, right? This is where I'm going to start getting getting direct messages about why I put this team 6. Six, I 
this is not easy. This is not. I saw someone did rankings today in D1, and they had this team as an honorable mention ahead of um, a team, two teams that I actually have ahead of them in the rankings. I have Nina six. All right. I, I just, and we'll get to the top five. I have Nina six. Brady Corso going to St. Leo, D2 basketball player. He is going to play a role that we have never seen him play before. And I'm not saying that he can't. I'm not saying that he can't do it. I like Brady. I think Brady's a great basketball player. But for the last two years, he has been off the ball, and he has been a shooter for the most part. Now, he does attack at certain times, but he has been, for the most part, without the ball in his hands. That changes this year. This year, he is the primary guard. He's the point guard. He is making this team go. So that's where I'm just like, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Again, these power rankings change from week to week. I see something. If I watch Brady the first few weeks and I'm like, holy shit, this, okay, we're, okay. I'll move Nina up. I have no, you guys know I have moved Nina up. You guys can sit there and say that I hate Nina all the time. I had him number one, like within three weeks last year of the season. So, and then aside from Brady, there's just a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of inexperience on this team. They got, they've got some size, but again, some inexperienced size. They've got some wings, but some inexperienced wings. So just based on what the FVA landscape looks like and the teams that I have ahead of them, I just know and I trust five teams more than I trust Nina. Now, they have one of the best coaches in the high, in the, in the high school. In the state of Wisconsin, they have one of the best coaches in, in Coach Robbins. So there's that looming over this ranking of six that's like, I'm going to be dead wrong because Coach Robbins usually gets the most out of his teams. Now, to be fair, he's had some loaded teams in the last last couple of years. That that twenty two, that twenty two team was loaded. So we're gonna see. He's gonna be he is gonna be tested with coaching, and I will not be surprised if he gets the most out of this team and this team ends up as a top team in the FEA. I just right now, I just trust five more teams more than I trust Nina. Let's move on to number five, and let me reiterate how hard this was. I do the I went through the rankings, I do my write-ups and then I, you know, I review them, I look through them and I'm like oh god, I don't know if I like this. I'm not sure I like this team at 5. I feel like they could I feel like they could I feel like they could win the FBA possibly. I have no I have Hortonville number 5. I am fully expecting a monumental leap from Ethan Joling. I saw him in the summer and he just jumped out to me. I'm like, okay, Ethan made it. He made a leap here. And they've got they've got some shooting. Now they lost some seniors. They they lost a couple they lost their two leading scorers, I believe, and they lost their main defense, you know, the main uh perimeter defender. But uh, they've got some shooting. They've got, you know, Drew Cloby was an unknown and he had a great summer. He I thought he looked great in the summer. I watched a bunch of his games. And then you've got you've got Jack Coonan that's probably he's probably gonna come back in, in mid year probably. January, maybe February. And then you've got Miles Silas who's who's coming back who, from an injury. So those two guys give them just some some senior leadership that they're gonna need because they lost it. I, I just I just think this I think this team is is talented. And they probably got some other dudes that I that I don't know that are gonna that are gonna make some leaps as well. But one of the main reasons I have Hortonville five, and maybe I don't have them high enough, is I, I think Ethan Joyne could have a first team all conference type type season. Now whether he get whether he makes first team all conference is another is another story. 
you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of all conference teams. I think there's so much politics included in it, and I, there's just things I don't like. And I've always said I'm going to do an all conference podcast. I'm, go, I'm going to at some point. I, 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 I will. But I think Ethan Join is that good, and I think he could lead this Hortonville team to much higher than a finish at number five, which is where I currently have him. Number four, pro- probably, probably what is going to be just like last year, the most entertaining team in the FEA. And I and there was so much of me that wanted to wanted to put them higher, and they may they may finish higher. I, I, this team's going to be fun to watch. Appleton North, I cannot wait, I cannot wait, and we will talk about Appleton North tomorrow night with Coach Kellett, and he'll downplay his team, and he'll like he always wants to fly under the radar. He wants his teams to fly under the radar. He's not, he does not want any attention on his team. This team's pretty loaded. This team is pretty loaded. Um, they've got Abraham Tamari coming back, junior. They've got three sophomores in Grant Hardy, Nathan Ramos, Will Sweeney. Sweeney had an awesome summer. Sweeney looked Sweeney looked incredible. Love Sweeney. Love Will Sweeney. Uh, and they get junior Sean Hansen back. And Sean, I tell you what, Sean is one of the most dynamic guards the FEA will see. Uh, he is so good with the ball and getting and getting to the rim. And if he can just kind of play that role of like uh, he's going to attack and he's going to and he's going to open things up when he needs to for the other for the other kids because all these all these kids can shoot uh they are going to be a tough 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 cover um and then there's going to be the, there's going to be nights where you're just going to look at him and go this team is a disaster as i used as i said last year all years what a shit show like that's going to happen with this team they're still very very young but they've got a ton of talent so the questions remain and i wrote this in my write-ups like my my main concerns are, you know, is this team going to gel? W- will the ball move? Can essentially can they can they play as a team? Will they be unselfish and will they play as a team? There there is a path that this team can win the FEA. There there is no doubt in my mind that this team can win the win the FEA. There's also a, a a path that they just implode and they can't seem to play well together and they just lose games that they should not lose and they finish, you know, five six seven. Who knows? There there is both. Very, very high ceiling. The floor also could be a little bit lower than maybe you would hope. But Appleton North is going to be awesome to watch. I cannot wait to watch this team. I have met number four. Moving on to number three, we've got the team, in my opinion, with the most depth. That is Kimberly. I, I have said this for the last six months after the season ended. I just kind of looked at this team. I think this team, here's, here's another prediction. I think this team might have five kids that average 10 points a game. They've got they've I don't think they have a stud. I don't think they have a kid that can average over 15. I I don't think it's going to happen, I guess I should maybe say better. I think they're just going to have a bunch of guys that average right around 10 points a game. They've got so many dudes to throw at you that if something's not working for three of the kids one night, you just plug another two or three in and they just move right along. There's a ton of depth on this bench. They don't have a ton of size. That's that's one worry. A lot of these a lot of these dudes are all like the same height, like six foot, six one, six two. Like they're all kind of the same height. They're all kind of like guard slash wings. Not not a lot of post playing on this game on this team, but they've just got a lot of dudes, and they're going to be hard. They're going to be hard to prepare for, and that's why I think they're just going to have. I think they're just going to have five guys that average ten points a game because they're going to ride the hot hand, whatever night they're playing. It's just it's going to be who's. Whose turn is it tonight? All right, that's who we're going with. Now, you're going to have your main guys, right? You're going to have your main starters, clearly. But even just out of those starters, I, I don't think you're going to know from, from night to night who the one that 
who's the one that's going to do most of the scoring. I just don't think you know. So a lot of depth. I think they're going to struggle guarding bigs because they don't have a lot of size. That would be my one concern is how are they going to defend. Now, that being said, I think they'll probably be able to switch most most in any screens depending on what kind of lineup they have out there because I think they're just going to have a bunch of a bunch of athletes that can just switch everything. But I do worry, you know, when they're going against Kukana, can they guard O'Neal and Jensen? I, that's, I mean, can anyone guard O'Neal and Jensen? Can they guard Mitchell and Clark? I don't know. Can anyone guard Mitchell and Clark? Like, those, and that's why those teams are those teams, which we'll get to. But I think that's my biggest worry is that with Kimberly is that I don't know how they're going to defend size. But again, they have what no other team, in my opinion, in this conference has, and that is depth. The ability to go probably eight, nine, ten kids deep, this team can do it. No one else in the FEA can do that but Kimberly. And that's why I have them three. Down to the top two. I've got Oshkosh North number two. You've got Stevie Clark returning for his senior year. You've got Xavion Mitchell coming back. He's a junior. I I said it last year, and I'll say it again. I, I think they're probably the best two players that a team has. You can make some arguments. I think that's the top duo in the FEA. Depth has been the problem for this team. Depth. They've never been able to get any kind of scoring past Clark and Mitchell. And it showed last year, and it's why they got bounced in the playoffs early. It's why they lost a bunch of games. They just could not find anyone else to score besides Clark and Mitchell. And I think it may change this year. By all accounts, 6'6 sophomore Bryce Ott is going to be that third guy that takes some pressure and is the next scoring option behind Clark and Mitchell. Clark and Mitchell are going to get theirs. They will. But beyond that, like we saw last year, if you're not getting anything else, what happens? You you end up playing in a lot of close games, and when you're in close games, you lose them. You lose some of those games. And I think Bryce Ott steps in and gives them that third scoring option that will propel Oshkosh North to a top team in the FEA. You won't see the the ups and downs like you saw last year with that team. I think you're going to see more consistent effort um, every week from this team, and that's why I have Oshkosh North number two. Number one, I don't think to anyone's surprise, I think most people would have this team number one, and that is Kukana. They are going to roll out 6'10", John O'Neill, and 6'9", Andrew Jensen, and I don't know how the teams in the FEA are going to handle it. I don't. And it doesn't stop there. Because if you're going to sag in and you're going to double the post, they've got Carson Awe, who is as knockdown of a shooter as there is in the FEA, and Keegan Van Cowenberg, who has been shooting the lights out as well. I, I don't know how you're going to defend this team. Now, that's not to say this team doesn't have questions or concerns. I have three questions. One, what happens if the bigs get in foul trouble? Two, what's the defense going to look like? And three, are they going to have a live stream? <laughs> but in all seriousness, I do have concerns, right? If if their bigs go down in foul, with foul trouble, what happens, right? Because now you've now your big advantage that you have over the entire FEA is gone. All right, so I'm I, I it's something to watch. To, again, all of these teams have concerns, you know, question marks. And then what's their defense going to look like? We've seen teams shoot lights out against Kakana in the past. We have now things change, obviously, but I'm but you know. You've got a 6'9 and a 6'10 in the post. That's probably a good place to start. But perimeter defense, what's that going to look like? Are they going to let sh- are they going to let teams shoot 45% from 3, you know, taking 20 25 threes a game? So what's the defense going to look like? 
And then I do have a legit question: Are they going to be? Are, are the games going to be live streamed? I, I would honestly like to know that. So, someone from Kakana, please let me know if we're going to get live streamed. I know football started getting live streamed by Zaleski Sports. I don't know. Is basketball going to do the same thing? Zaleski Sports handles the production really, really well. So, but I am genuinely, I I do want to know: Are Kakana basketball games going to be live streamed? So there is your FEA preview, your power rankings preseason. Let's recap. We have got Appleton West at 10, Oshkosh West at 9, Appleton East at 8, Fond du Lac at 7, Nina 6, Hortonville 5, Appleton North 4, Kimberly 3, Oshkosh North 2, Kakana 1. Again, these things are going to change weekly. If you're not used to the format or if you haven't listened before, every week I do the podcast, usually record on a Sunday afternoon, and I go over the, the games the previous week. Usually there's two games. Usually most teams have two games per week. And then I adjust the power rankings from there. We do it on a weekly basis, and we talk about who's playing well, who's losing games they shouldn't be losing. We talk the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. So we do actually have some games this week. Oshkosh West and Appleton West both play Friday, Saturday. I'm likely not going to do a podcast on Sunday based on, based on two teams playing two games. So we'll probably pick things back up the week after as everyone starts Tuesday the 28th. So figure that... That first week in December, we will have the first week of FEA games underneath our belt. And we'll talk uh, power rankings from there. Reminder, I will be having Coach Seabreed from Oregon and Coach Kelt from Appleton North on. That podcast should release Tuesday morning. We'll talk more FEA. We'll talk just Wisconsin State basketball in general. Probably some playoff stuff, some sectional stuff. And I definitely, again, wanted to talk about youth basketball because I thought – I thought things would have gotten better, would have gotten better since when my kids were, were fifth grade, which was like seven years ago. And it's not. And I was a little disappointed, and I just want to get their opinion on it. So we'll talk about that as well. So, again, that will release Tuesday morning. So, everyone, thanks again for listening. Great, greatly, greatly appreciate it. I'm so excited for the FEA season to almost be upon us. It's going to be fun. It's I, I have said, I think, the last two or three years, like I'm so, I've never been more excited for a season. And honestly, I feel like that again. I'm just, I'm so excited. Maybe it's just, I'm just excited for basketball season to get, to get going again. So it's going to be a great year. Cannot wait. Thanks as always for listening. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. This has been Over and Back.